0: Good day, everyone, and welcome to another new podcast of Trippin' with Silver Daddy. I'm back in my home of Wilton Manners. I have a few things I want to get off my BBC, Big Bear Chest. Not the BBC you're thinking of, the British Broadcasting. Or the other BBC which I probably shouldn't say because this is a family show. Well, what the fuck am I thinking? This is no family show. You know what the other BBC is. If not, Google it. Because you'll find out. And it's a BBC that I kind of like. What I really want to get off my big bear chest is this whole thing about global warming. 20 years ago, I did not really believe in this whole global warming. But now, I have to believe in it. And it's kind of weird, because the heat is so bad. When I say bad, it's not just bad here in the United States. It's bad in Europe, in Asia, everywhere. You know, I was just reading that in Europe... Even like in Italy, the temperature is going to be 35 Celsius. That's like 95 degrees Fahrenheit. There's millions of people around the world who's being affected by this summer heat. Here in the United States, there's over 80 million people who are under a heat advisory. A heat advisory means that temperatures are going to get so hot, it can affect your health. And people can actually die from it. This whole heat thing is just crazy what's happening. You know, here where I live in Florida, the heat index, and that's when you take the temperature plus the humidity, it's over 110 degrees. That's why I'm recording this right now around 7 o'clock in the morning outside my house because as soon as I'm done recording this, I have some yard work to do. And the only time you can do it is early in the morning. By afternoon, it is so hot that when you walk outside, you gasp just to try to breathe. And that is happening everywhere around the world. It's just one of those things that's really disturbing me. And I have a big concern about it. Back in the 80s, when I was in college, I had to take... A speech class in college. And I remember doing a persuasive speech back in the 80s talking about how we needed to get off a lot of the fuels that cause a lot of the carbon dioxide. And I did this whole thing on wind and solar and how we needed to switch over to more wind power and solar power in the world. Who would ever know that many years later, that's where the whole country is trying to switch back over to? So I guess I was ahead of the times back then. But, you know, I didn't know anything about global warming back then. And we really didn't talk about it until a little bit later in the 90s. And back then, I didn't believe in it. I just kind of discovered we really in the United States fall into what kind of programs we watch. So back in those days, I used to watch a channel. Well, I'll just tell you, I used to watch Fox and they never really talked about it. So I didn't know anything about it. And that really influenced how I thought. But then when I moved to the Caribbean... I was basically on an island in St. Croix, and we didn't get Fox. We only got CNN news. Then after six years of watching CNN, you really start changing how you think based on what we were hearing on CNN, and that was more about the global warming. So it really shows how media can influence how we think. And it's quite obvious to me when I was home, my sister watches Fox, I watch CNN. We come from the same family, but we have very different views on many issues. So that's something that i just been thinking about this morning, getting ready for all this heat. I don't like this heat. It really does take a toll on your health. I think last year in Europe, over 61,000 people died from heat. And we're going to have a lot of people dying this summer in the United States due to heat. So there's a few things I do need to bring up and I want to talk about. Make sure, please, if you are in these areas where this heat is so bad, drink plenty of water. Oh, that also brings me back to when I was in college and my final business thing. We had a business class that we had to negotiate and talk about some type of issue or product. And my product that I talked about was way back in the 80s, how Coca-Cola was going into bottled water. And I talked about how the trend of bottled water was going to be important. And my professor blew me out of the water telling me I was pretty much crazy. Now look at it today. Bottled water is something, it's like one of the number one seller. You can't go to a grocery store and see someone who's not walking out with you know, a case of bottled water. Now my concern is, All this bottled water is in plastic. And many of you know I used to teach scuba diving. If you go into some of these islands and country and you go to the beach, that's all you find is plastic bottles washing up on shore. So now we need to figure a better way to produce bottled water that's not put into plastics. Because this plastics is a big polluter and it's not something that does well in landfill. These are the things I really wanted to get off my BBC, Big Bear Chest. I'm glad you just actually took the time to listen to this. But let me tell you about today's show. Today's show is incredible. Because I'm going to be speaking to Charles... And Charles owns some of the more unique clubs in the Wilton Manors area. He owns La Boy, and he owns Lit. I had a great time sitting down talking to Charles, and then I went to La Boy, and I met Little Daddy. Little Daddy, oh my God, he is just so interesting. How can I explain Little Daddy? Well, if you've ever lived on a farm, Little Daddy would be like the head cock of the chicken clan. You know, every brood of chickens needs a good cock. And Little Daddy is that type of person. He takes care of over 150 of the performers... At LeBoy. He's like the one that controls, keeps them in line, makes sure they're okay, he watches out after them. So to me, Little Daddy is like the young cock that everyone needs. And then I met Chris. Chris manages Lit, Lit is a very incredible club on the strip in Wilton Drive, and Chris is from Miami, Florida and has been around this area for a long time. So this is going to be a great show, everyone. I know you're going to enjoy it. We are going to get into our first interview right after this message from our sponsor. Please listen to them because these sponsors are the ones who are supporting me, Trippin' with Silver Daddy. I'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. I am here in Wilton Manors, and I am feeling great because I have someone I can't wait for you to meet. I have Charles here. Hi, Charles. Hey, Silver Daddy. How are you doing today? (laughs) I am really excited. Because you and I just had a short chat before we started, and there's some things you and I have in common. Absolutely. It sounds like we have a lot in common. We need to go scuba diving together, for one. Yeah, scuba diving, and we're going to get to that. But not only scuba diving, you just came back from one of my favorite cities, Medellin. I love Medellin. Having a
1: good time. I'm spending about a week, a month right there, looking at a bar there, too. Looking at having a second home there. It's a wonderful country.
0: Well, if I only I knew Spanish, because I would volunteer to go down and work the bar down there in Medellín because some of the most beautiful men I have ever met are from Medellín.
1: Oh, my God, absolutely. So far, I've been lucky because I have uh, customers in my bars that want to go, well, now friends, that want to go to Medellín and go with me, and they always, they're always they like lingua. so I have an interpreter there, and I'm, I'm trying to learn, too.
0: Now, that's a big road trip. That's just not a road trip, but that would be a fun one. But you mentioned your bars. You do have a couple bars here in the Wilton Manor's area, right? I do. I have
1: uh, La Boy, which is actually in Fort Lauderdale, and I have uh, Lit, which is in Wilton Manor's.
0: And, uh, boy, I'm new to bar owning, and I'm enjoying it. New to bar owning, yes. As uh, some of my listeners and followers know, I used to own a bar years ago, 20 years ago. And... Bar owning life can be
1: difficult. Well, I've been lucky. One thing I'm really good at is delegating. And where I'm really lucky is most of the staff at La have been there 10 plus years through three or four owners. And I'm told that all of those staff are loyal to La not necessarily the owners, but they've been great. And then Lit came with a wonderful management team and he's just increased it. So I don't really work much.
0: Wow, because that's the, that was my problem. I guess I didn't delegate right. But I have some great staff, and you have some very interesting and nice staff at both of your locations. Especially, you know, your little boys, some of your little boys staff really, like, hits home with me. Hey, everyone, if you're listening and you're not from the area... LeBoy Boy has some hot boys because it is basically a dance club.
1: It is absolutely a dance club, a strip club. Uh, but people come there, a lot of the people come there to hang out with the bartenders. Or I don't, uh, I say I don't work very much. What I like doing and what I do is I'll go into both bars and just hang out and talk to my regular customers. And that's fun work there.
0: Yeah, that's the coolest thing is when people get to know Individuals Like, I still, my bar was 20-something years ago, and I still have friends from the bar. Like, Facebook <clears throat> friends and everything.
1: I remember a year and a half or two years ago, I, when I first got here, I, I'm depressed because I'm not making friends. I had lived in Dallas for 30 years, and all of my friends were in Dallas, and I just could not make friends here. But I'll tell you what, once you own a bar and you start hanging out in the bar, you make a lot
0: of friends. Uh, especially when your bar has young and hot dancers, I can imagine everyone wants to be your friend. Because I was actually there when you had a birthday party. Yep. And it was rocking. That place was packed with people.
1: I'll tell you what, if it's uh, your birthday, La Boye is a good place to come because there's a surprise activity. That, <laughs> I mean, you know, we we do lap dances at La Boye, but when it's your birthday, you get the ultimate lap dance.
0: Oh my! Oh my God! Oh shit! I got like eight, nine months then to wait. <laughs> Can I just say my birthday's tomorrow? Hey, we don't do any checks. You, you don't check I <laughs> We don't. Perfect. I have a birthday coming up this tomorrow. weekend. I have one coming up this weekend. All everybody. right. I'm going to be at Little I'll see you tonight. <laughs> yes, it's today. <laughs> no, that is, that is great. But yeah, the whole the whole setup of Little with the outside deck area where you can go outside. I mean, the bartenders that are outside are just incredible. It's customer service, and I love customer service. They are so good.
1: Again, these bart- most of the employees and most of the bartenders have been with me over 10 years. They know their customers. The customers come in as much to hang out with the bartenders as they do the dancers. It's a good place just to come hang out with your uh, friends. We're not- the boys aren't aggressive, but if you want a little attention from a boy, you know, they'll sit and talk to you.
0: And the nice thing is, which I understand now, the people who also work there, even the ones who are dancing, it's a great opportunity for them to make a decent living.
1: Absolutely, for uh, for somebody in their uh, early twenties, there's not a lot of ways to make make more money, and you know you're not having to do anything you don't want to do, other than just sitting and talking to customers and making them feel good and making them feel special.
0: Yes, and so what I would like to do, I don't know, could I possibly maybe do a follow-up to this interview when we're done and go over to LaBoi and see talk you the- to someone, talk to maybe someone in management or, you know, who I really want to talk to? Maybe the person who takes care of hiring the dancers.
1: You can talk to him. He'd love to talk to you.
0: Oh, my God, because... oh. Well, if he ever quits, you I want to that put job. a resume in right <laughs> now. So, But you also have Lit, so maybe I can go to Lit, too. Please. I have, this is getting better every time. But besides work, let's talk a little bit about what you like to do.
1: So I'm big into traveling. I love, uh, tra- I've traveled all over the world. One thing I didn't tell you earlier is that is that I, I was, I sold it, but I was a firewalk instructor. And I would go around the world training people to teach firewalk instructing or doing firewalking for big corporations. So, okay, explain this. <laughs> so firewalking, I learned it from uh, Tony Robbins originally. And basically it's a motivational tool to show you that just because... You believe in your mind that you can't do something that you really can. Are we
0: talking like literally walking on coals? Walking
1: on red hot coals.
0: Oh, I thought that was like a fake thing.
1: No, it's very real. Really? It's very real. And you taught people to walk on coals. We taught pe- uh, Ta-
0: people, <teach> people. <laughs> to walk on red hot coals. Wow. I never... Every time I saw it, I'm like, oh, this isn't real. Those are fake calls. That's
1: amazing. So that got me traveling a lot. And so, like, I was going to South Africa twice a year. I love big animals on, like, photo safaris, not shooting. But I love going out on safari. I love South Africa. I love big animals. But I also love scuba diving, so I do a lot of scuba diving.
0: Uh... That's where, that's where he hit my heart. Right? I used to be a paddy dive instructor and talking about scuba diving. And you were telling me a story, and we have to talk about this, okay? You also lived in Hawaii for a while? I or had a, a place uh, in Hawaii that you did a lot of diving?
1: Had a second home in Kailua-Kona for almost uh, 20 years. And there was a a dive place called uh, uh, Kailua, Kailua, I'm sorry, Keahoe Harbor Marina. And uh, you would go out of that marina and there's 16 tiger sharks that live there. I think that's what you wanted to talk about. Yes,
0: the tiger sharks. Because tiger sharks can be aggressive. But yours, these here, are not because they were so used to people and... So they've been go there ahead.
1: They've been there for 10 years. I've been going there for 10 years and see the boats come up and clean their fish right at the entrance to the harbor and the fish have plenty to eat. And there's never been an attack on a diver or a swimmer in that harbor since they've been uh, tracked like for 10 years. Now, if you go three miles down the coast, yes, tiger sharks attack.
0: Yeah. So what most people always think is the great white shark and that, but you know, like, down when I lived in St. Croix, we had hammerheads. Yep. And hammerheads do more attacks. I think they're, like, second or third on the list. And a hammerhead attacks because it has very bad vision. Because okay. those eyes are out on the end of those, that long hammer right. flat end. And they use sonar, and they just see something that's moving. And they take a little bite, and they're like, oh... That's not what I like.
1: That's the good thing is humans don't taste good to sharks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> humans are not on, humans are not on the uh, dessert menu or anything <laughs> like that for a shark. I always say the most things that I fear are the things I couldn't see, and that was jellyfish. Right. So you know you've done a lot of things and you've traveled a lot of places, and I could do another whole segment just talking to you because. I would love someday to talk to you just about your trips to Africa, because I love animals, too. I do, too. I mean, it's one of my favorite things. You know, when I walked in to see you, you have a dog that reminded me of my dog. So it was, like, such a cool thing. You've done so many things.
1: I love animals. I, I, in my 20s, I volunteered at a... Keep going. You At volunteer. a place called the uh, Tex- Texas Exotic Feline Foundation and I worked with like uh, 80, 90 uh, big cats. So that was uh, a whole lot of fun and that's where I got my interest in big
0: animals. Hey everyone, I'll be right back. You're listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Welcome back everyone. You're still with me, Silver Daddy. And this is Trippin' with Silver Daddy. I'm at La Boy. And if you don't know about La Boy, you're going to learn about it because there are boys here. And not only that, I'm amazed. I have Little Daddy in front of me. I'm Silver Daddy. I have Little Daddy. And they call me Big Daddy. I didn't know I had a damn child. No one told me this shit. <laughs> How are you, Travis? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm great. So they call you Little Daddy.
2: yeah. One of my old roommates back in North Carolina uh, named me Little Daddy. Her name was Ivy Carter. She, uh, I don't know what it was. It first started off as monkey feet. And monkey?
0: <laughs> oh my God. Monkey feet?
2: Monkey feet. And, you know, a while back, I lived my straight days, and, you know, I thought I was going to be a father for three years, so I guess me having that story going along when I started working at the club, uh, she just started calling me Little Daddy. And it stuck. Yeah. Everybody and- and now you're
0: kind of technically are their little, little daddy to a bunch of boys here.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, La a pretty cool place. It's got a bunch of boys, and I feel like they do need like a parental figure in their life for the most part.
0: And when we talk about some, a few dancers, you're t- there's a lot of dancers here. I just walk through this back room. It's hard to control myself. I'm sweating. Because there's so many hot dancers out here. How many people do you have on staff about?
2: Uh, I have a probably around 100 to 115 dancers in total.
0: You have that many dancers here? And you, what's actually your job is you oversee all the dancers, don't you? Is I over- that part of your job or tell us what you do?
2: Yeah, so my main job is to focus on the dancers. I'm one of the dance managers here, but I'm also basically like the bar manager too. Chris and I split roles and, you know, when it comes to working it, like closing out the night, I got to close out all the drawers and make sure all the money's good and all that. But my main priority is making sure that the dancers are getting up on stage, that they're all getting their lap dances pretty good. You know, everybody's having a good time, that kind of thing. And it takes, let's just talk a
0: little bit about being a dancer, okay? A lot of people think this is something easy to do. You know, I tried pole dancing once, and the pole fell down. So pole dancing and doing that dancing is not an easy thing.
2: No, definitely not. So when I was 18, about my second weekend to being 18, I started dancing at Chemistry Nightclub in North Carolina, And we had a static pole, so I had to learn how to twist myself around the pole with just my body strength, and we had, like, different sets. It was more like a go-go type of bar. And then I traveled to Raleigh and started working at Legends and Flex, and Legends ended up having a a motion, like, I don't know what they call it, but the pole that moves around. And I danced for probably about five years before I came here. Wow. So it, it takes a lot of strength. Let's be honest, you have to be in good shape to be able to do this. And if you're not and you just start doing it, you'll end up being in good shape. Well, I heard someone told me, when you first start and you don't really know exactly what to do,
0: you end up getting a lot of black and blue marks
2: from the pole. Is that correct? That's true, but, you know, your skin's pretty soft in the beginning because, you know, you're not used to, like, having things in between your legs like that that's more metal-y, you know what I mean? So, once you start like using the pole more, you're going to start callousing up your skin and it's going to strengthen it up.
0: No, but on a serious note, this is really cool. There's a lot of things that goes on here at La I mean, I have been here for, I can't tell you how many birthday parties. So you have a lot of things that go on here besides just, you know, yes, it's a great place because we have a lot of wonderful employees, dancers, and the dancers are great, like, I mean, they're customer service and just talking to you and being nice without being rude. I mean, you know, they're not. They're just very pleasant talking to everyone. So it makes a great atmosphere. But you do have a lot of people that come in here for parties, right?
2: We do. We have a lot of bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, and, you know, really anything you can think of, like birthdays and weddings and all that shit. Um Our main thing is probably birthdays. We usually stick a chair up on stage and have people sit down in them and have all of our boys at once go and smother them with giant lap dances.
0: Okay, so you probably heard when I was interviewing someone that you know very well, Charles, the owner. We were kidding around, it's my birthday. So, it's my birthday. I'm kidding. (laughs) It's not my birthday. I told Charles it's going to be my birthday every night when I come here. But So, yeah, you do a great job. I would say making sure the birthday person is enjoying it, but also giving them, uh, you know, so all their friends are having fun, taking pictures of them, being slightly maybe embarrassed even. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine some people get embarrassed, and some people probably had too many birthday drinks. They don't give a shit about
2: it. No, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that, you know, some people want to go up on stage, but a lot of them are hesitant, and their friends are the ones that are secretly, like, putting them up to the task. And then when we start calling them, they just kind of, like, get drug up to the stage. And... and then things just happen. Right. Just like a birthday party if you're going to be at a
0: strip club. I mean, it's great. It's a great place to bring someone for a birthday. Even if you're just in the area and you're driving around, you've got to stop here for at least a couple drinks and enjoy that. So let's talk a little bit about you. Besides this, what else do you enjoy doing?
2: You know, honestly, I'm a tinkerer, and I like singing. Like, I just like fidgeting with my hands with random pieces of technology and...
0: Computers or just anything? I'm kind of a jack-of-all,
2: master of none. Like, I've built houses, I've worked on cars, I've built electric scooters, built computers.
0: Having someone like you work at a place like this, that's great, because I used to own a bar. And let me tell you, a lot of things go wrong in a bar. Like everything from the lighting system to the DJ stuff. So having someone who can just fix anything, you probably called on a lot, aren't you? Every day of my life. Every day there's
2: something else that needs to be fixed in here, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we've had times uh redone our lights so many times I can't even think of. Our speakers have failed, we've had to replace them. Um We have different zones, so we have the patio, the VIP, and the main bar on our sound system, so each of those can be mapped to different, you know, like the microphone and the DJ computer or a regular computer can play through them. Wow. So you do, you probably are called a lot to do a lot of different things here. Do you still dance? I haven't danced in a while, but occasionally you'll see me in my underwear. Um, I dance... For honestly five years so it kinda got tiring and old to me, but then there's times that I miss it. You know, I, I I can't say that I hate the lifestyle because I really enjoyed it, not only just for the money, but for the people that you meet and the connections that you you know, bring.
0: It's a lot of networking, isn't it? You meet a lot of really cool people that are out there that can actually help you mm-hmm. in different things, give you connections to things you would have never had if you didn't do this. So now you're dancers. They come from all over, right? I mean, they're not just all local right here. I mean, they live here maybe now, but you have guys from South America, don't you? Like, different areas, they come in here?
2: We have guys from Venezuela, Colombia, Panama, all over the United States, Mexico. I mean, like, honestly, anywhere you can think of, we've probably at least had one. Okay, so if someone
0: thinks they are a dancer or want to dance or come here... How do they do it?
2: They, ber- they basically just come on Wednesdays before 10 o'clock, and we have like a little pre-trial run, and then they uh, do our little contest at the end. The contest has nothing to do with whether or not we let them come work for us or not. It's just more of having fun and bringing people in and just having a good time. But they still have a chance of winning money.
0: Yeah, and it gives them a chance so you guys can see them actually working the crowd, talking to people and them, how they actually perform. And that's Wednesday nights?
2: That's Wednesday nights.
0: And they should be here by what time?
2: By 10 o'clock.
0: 10 o'clock. I'll be here Wednesday at 10 o'clock.
2: I'll see you on stage.
0: No, I didn't say I was going to go on stage. I'll just come in if you need a judge.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone. This has been great. I had a great time here at La Boy. If you're in the area, please stop by. This is a must stop. Hey, we'll be right back. You're listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Trippin' with Silver Daddy, and I am in the center of Wilton Manors, and I'm with Chris at Lit. Hi everybody. Hey Chris. So, you are the, technically the manager?
3: Yeah, general manager here at Lit Bar. General manager, and Lit
0: has been lit. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say.
3: We have our days, that's for sure.
0: This place has taken off, and it's incredible to see all Thank the you. changes. How long have you been actually managing here? You've been here a while, though. We you? took
3: over here in 2020 in March, so two days before COVID hit is when we actually took over.
0: Oh, congratulations! Yes. One of the businesses that survived the COVID.
3: Yep, right on St. Patrick's Day weekend. We were packed and told to shut down. It seemed like a joke at first, but then you look around and saw everyone sneezing and coughing and it all made sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet it did.
3: Yeah, I was one of
0: those who was one of the first Absolutely. to catch it at the airport oh, here. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was a fun time. It seems like years ago now, yeah. doesn't it? Sure it's does. Like, even though it was only a couple of years ago, it seems like years ago. But wow, you guys took over right before that happened.
3: Yeah. It's been a process but everything's turned out really good and we you know we had a lot of support from the community and a lot of the people that I've known in this town for a long time that gave us support and brought friends in to keep us going when we were able to reopen.
0: And you guys do a lot of really unique things here from entertainment to just like Having things outside that you can do. Yeah. The, I'm going to go blank because we play on at home. The, the same, cornhole, yeah. The cornhole. Mm-hmm. You know, cornhole, we all claim cornhole started in my area, you know, Indiana, Ohio. From the
3: Midwest, correct. From the
0: Midwest. Yes. Because, you know, we like cornholes. So, <laughs> no offense, it only makes sense to have cornhole at a gay bar. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, you have, you have the outside area for people that yep. want to be, and then you have the beautiful inside with this artwork. Hey, everyone, I'm going to take some photographs of the artwork in here because it's neon paint. It's beautiful, and you're going to have to check out the Instagram to see this because the artwork in here is just incredible. Did you do this?
3: I did not. His name is actually Kyle Vest. Um, he has his own Instagram as well. But um, his name is up there as well. You can see it. Walk around when you get the pictures, you can snap a photo of that. He did an amazing job. He also did our patio outside. Very talented. Yes. Is he local? He is local. Correct.
0: Wow. So let's talk a little bit just inside the vibe of the place. Because as the general manager, you have a lot, a little bit of
3: say in this kind of stuff. (laughs) Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. So you do some entertainment too, correct? Yeah, we do. Um, here and there, like on Thursdays, we do our bingo, which is very popular with Daisy Dead Petals, And that has really taken off one of our busier nights. Starts at 8 o'clock. And, it, then, and that's with one of the drag queens? Yes, one of the more popular drag queens in the drive, Daisy Dead Petals. Daisy. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you do that on Thursday
3: nights? Yeah, Friday and Saturday night is our with our DJ Nana. She comes in and plays the music starting at 8 o'clock after RuPaul's Drag Race on Fridays. 9 o'clock on Saturdays.
0: Yeah, and this little section of the Wilton Drive has really taken off everyone. If you don't know exactly where we're at, we're at the beginning of the drive, is what I say. This is where everything starts. Correct, yeah. And usually if it starts here, it ends here. <laughs> because people, Wilton Drive, people do a little bit of walking the drive. It's kind of like show and tell. Yep. <laughs> Even in the heat, they will walk. Oh yeah, and, and you know the hotter it is, the less clothes they have to wear, the more they the more they like to walk the avenue. This is true. The place is doing real well. A little bit about
3: you. You're actually from South Florida, right? Yep. I was born in Miami, Florida, raised in Hollywood, Florida, and I've been a resident of Wilton Manor since my early twenties.
0: Born and raised in South Florida. Everyone talks about they live here in Florida, but it seems like there's so many people who I call our transits, people that yep, weren't we really are. from here. Absolutely. What was it like actually growing up in Miami?
3: Growing up in Miami, it was fun, you know? As kids growing up, you know, we were always outside. We didn't really, you know, have the social media and all the entertainment that we do now in our hands. So we got this group and we played in the heat, kickball, hide and seek, shot bottle rockets at each other for the 4th of July, things like that.
0: Oh my god, yes, I can imagine. But this heat, so it's always been this hot in Florida, hasn't it?
3: No, it seems like it gets worse every year. But, you know, you look at it and uh, it's the same. I think (laughs) it gets worse as you get older. You never really get used to it, honestly. (laughs)
0: Yeah, now, were you the crazy kids like the one I just seen recently? You know, the guy who, I don't know if you saw this on the internet, the guy who tried to um, pet the bull shark in the Everglades and it took him into the water?
3: We knew better. Those are what you call probably the transplants that come here and don't know what's around them. People that are from Florida don't go and pet gators and bull sharks.
0: I just said this last night on my Instagram.
3: You know, I told everyone on my Instagram, I
0: probably shouldn't say this, I'll get in trouble, but I call it the Dara's... Let's try to get this out. We call it the Darism effect. You know, survival of the fittest. Absolutely. If you're stupid... You deserve it. You know, you don't go petting alligators. Mm-hmm. You know, you
3: don't pet bull sharks. These are things you run from. There's lots of things in this town that you can pet that don't bite back. Oh, there's a lot of things you can
0: pet in this little town here. I won't mention anything, but yeah, there's a lot of places you can go get pet, Um And do that kind of stuff here in Wilton
3: Matters. So... You are involved, you played kickball as a kid and all that? Yeah, you know, and they do have a lot of the sports in this town that I keep involved in, or we sponsor here. Like, I'm um, here, we have the, the volleyball, which is something new that's taken off, and we sponsor their sports league, Rainbow, for their cornhole. Um, I was played the kickball league for a long time, so it keeps us active and something to do, even when it's really hot outside. At least something to enjoy.
0: And that's something I need to look into. They're starting a volley- the volleyball league starting back up. Are we talking about the sand down the street or just in general a volleyball league?
3: This league here was, was playing at Mickle Park okay, uh, over here. And uh, their season just ended and it's picking up again in the fall.
0: Yeah. When I was back in Ohio, we were extremely involved in volleyball. We mm-hmm. actually ran the Gay Volleyball League in Cincinnati, my ex-partner oh, nice. and I. So, yeah, so we know a lot about the volleyball league and the indoor. You know, we, I don't play out in the sand. I'm too old for that. And, you know, it, it's hard on the ankles and all that. I mean, sand's really the lay in. That's the way I see it. So there's a lot of really cool things that's going on here because we do have a lot of the sports. And you mentioned shooting bottle rockets at each other on 4th of July.
3: Yeah, those are things that people don't do anymore as well. Those may be some of the stupid Florida things that we used to do. Oh,
0: we used to do them as kids. Trust me. That was like the biggest fun part of Fourth of July is that instead of shooting bottle rockets into the air, putting them down on the ground Mm -hmm. and shooting bottle rockets up the street. (laughs) Until like we always was afraid when it blew up under a car, if it was leaking gas, it might kind of blow the car up too. Absolutely. A little bit more about here. What time do you guys open right now?
3: During the week Monday through Friday, we open at 4 o'clock. Okay. Saturday and Sunday at 1 o'clock traditionally till what about two o'clock in the morning usually till two during the week maybe between 12 and one o'clock depending on business right? yeah on the
0: crowd size yeah absolutely. It, it's no fun you know as a worker sitting in the bar if there's no one in there to have absolutely. fun with
3: and i love it here you know growing up in this town and watching the different owners move around and the different bars grow it's nice to have a sense of community with the other bars that also help out and do events with me here Oh, that's great.
0: So if people want more information about the place, do you guys have
3: Facebook or a website? You can follow us at Lit Wilton on Instagram, and we also have our Lit Wilton page on Facebook.
0: Okay. Hey, everyone. I'm having a great time here in Wilton Manors. We are here at Lit. If you're in the area, please stop by. Hey, I'm going to take a short break. I'll be right back. Please listen to our sponsors. Wow, what a great episode of Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Meeting Charles was inspiring. Here's a guy who came here to retire, and now he's really involved in the community here. He's helping hundreds of young men become financially independent. And then he has lit, which right now everyone is going to lit. It is the club on the Strip to go to, and it's right in the center. But he also owns the Late Night Liquor Store by little boy. Charles really has done a lot in a short period of time, and he's really helping to grow this community in Wilton Manors. He's employing so many people. So hats off to Charles. Little Daddy, I want your job. (laughs) Just kidding Little Daddy has started out as a performer And now he is managing all these dancers And making sure that they are doing well You know, everyone needs a good mentor And that's what Little Daddy is He is a mentor to a lot of men And making sure that they are doing well And then you got Chris, you know, the local boy, born and raised in Miami, knows everything about the gay community here. He is turning lit into one of the best clubs on the Strip. It was a great time this week meeting these individuals. They just really have such an impact on our community here. And I'm really grateful that I got to spend time with them. And back to what I was saying in the very beginning. You know, this heat for summer is going to be around. Please make sure you are taking care of yourself. Stay indoors during the hot time of the day if you have to. Drink plenty of water. Make sure you stay hydrated. That is so important. I want everyone... To have a great, safe summer. And make sure you take care of yourself, but not just yourself. Watch out for your friends and family and pets. Your pets can't be out in this heat the whole time. So make sure you're really looking out for everyone. Hey everyone, always remember, love, peace, and respect. You have been listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Bye!